We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Sarah, so friend of the show and big-time NFL insider Josina Anderson caught up with former Raven Calais Campbell for a wide-ranging interview this week. Yeah, and it was wide-ranging indeed. We'll get into what she had to say about Lamar Jackson's reported ultimatum that he gave the Ravens and how Calais insinuated a change in negotiation approach when it comes to Lamar's tactics and much more coming up. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It's Friday, April 21st, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So there are a couple of draft trade rumors that could affect the Ravens, including an update on DeAndre Hopkins that Ravens fans might not like. Plus, the bank in downtown Baltimore isn't going anywhere anytime soon. The Ravens will be playing home games inside of it for the foreseeable future after Thursday's news. We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, NFL reporter Josina Anderson and friend of this vault show. Well, she had former Ravens defensive tackle Clayus Campbell on her podcast for a wide-ranging interview. We've, of course, combed through the entire thing and have a lot to review, so let's get to it. Yeah, let's do it, Sarah, because, you know, just to review, Clayus was the notable cap casualty that allowed Baltimore's front office to become cap compliant before the start of last month's new league year, which ultimately led him to eventually signing with the Atlanta Falcons. But let's get to some of what the big fella had to say, because while he made it abundantly clear he was simply speculating and hasn't chatted with Lamar since the start of free agency, I tend to trust Calais's judgment. And I really don't think it's a stretch to say that he may have suggested there's all of a sudden some wiggle room with number eight at the negotiating table. I think in Lamar's case, you know, his mindset, you know, this, and I can't speak for him because I don't know this for a fact. This is what my outside looking in. So this isn't like a direct conversation. But for me, outside looking in, I think, you know, he was like, hey, if it ain't this, then I don't want to, I, mean, I ain't trying to really talk about it. You know, this is this is what I want. You know, when you get here, let me know. You know, and now this is just outside looking in. This is not direct, you know, because I'm sure after talking to him more or actually hearing more, him say things more, I'm, I think he's been trying to figure out, a, you know, a good 
give and take. You know, he's not he's not so stern on that one number. I think he's trying to get you know the, to figure out what's what's the best thing for him. You know, and trying to get the maximum value for his efforts. Bobby, what I noticed there is that he was using past tense. So that could bode well for negotiations to potentially move forward if there's been a slight change in approach on Lamar's part. Yeah, I think that's honestly a great point. And I thought the exact same thing after listening to this other nugget from Calais in which he references his perceived bigger picture mindset for Lamar having spent the last three seasons as his teammate. It comes down to production versus value, right? And Lamar knows that what he can do on the football field is ridiculous. And he wants the top value for that. You know, and I think that there's some level of this too where I think just it's the prestige of having a fully guaranteed contract. But I also think it's some level of, you know, uh, you think about like the history of NBA or even baseball, guaranteed contracts came from star players demanding it and then it became a social norm. And I think Lamar kind of has a little bit of, uh, you know, like I can do something that can affect the whole NFL down the road. So I think that plays a little bit too. But this is all my perspective. This is not that Lamar ever told me. So Sarah, this was fascinating to me because if I'm not mistaken, this would mark the first time that someone relatively close to Lamar has legitimately suggested that, hey, he's been negotiating with the pressure of what it will mean for players that come after him on the topic of fully guaranteed contracts, right? Yeah, you know, it is fascinating. But again, we have to remember that he's just giving his outside perspective. He's not communicating directly with Lamar there. But yeah, he has some familiarity that he's leaning into. And he's making some educated opinions based off of that familiarity. And I also thought he made another good point about some of the quarterbacks who are waiting in the wings to get paid. If Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, I'll say, hey, we're not playing, we're not playing football. You know, pass our contract until we get guaranteed contracts. Guaranteed contracts will happen. They all get contracts. But, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to do because it's like, you know, if I'm Taylor Hurts, I know I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to make all 255 of this because I'm a quarterback. The quarterbacks don't really get cut unless you just start, which is just unrealistic, or you get some kind of crazy injury. But most of these have, like, injury guarantees. So, like, you know, you're highly likely to make all 255. So it's like, do I really want to – I mean, you only really be sacrificing trying to make a greater good for everybody that can't be behind you. And that's one hell of a sacrifice, but point taken, right? Like, Jalen Hurts knows he's more than likely seeing that entire $255 million deal through with the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's finish here, Sarah, because from Josina's vantage point, one advantage Lamar has on his side right now is time. You know, my understanding is that Lamar Jackson, at least just from conversation, not directly from him and people who talk, who, who should know, um, you know, would obviously like a, a APY, uh, 50 and probably now above, you know, what Jalen uh, has uh, on, a, on a shorter term. But when you're having conversations with, you know, teams, you can't you can't win in every metric. Right. So you can't have the APY and short and the guarantee or what have you. There has to you know be a give and take. What's your thought process on Lamar? One of the things I want to say is to me right now, what Lamar has is the advantage of time, meaning that he can still use time to negotiate with the Ravens as far as still trying to get what he wants, particularly some key metrics over what Jalen Hurts got by saying, if I come earlier, that's a negotiating tool to then try to pull back some more of what you want, maybe on a three-year deal, maybe the APY is above Jalen Hurts, but maybe you have to give on the term and guarantees and certain things like that. But obviously, Calais, the closer he gets to you know camp and things like that, 
using that lever of time is less of a negotiating, you know, thing to dangle to the Ravens who want it, trying to assimilate you with the new offensive coordinator. And one date that we've been continuing to hammer home is July 17th. Of course, that's the deadline for the Ravens and the Lamar to sign a long-term extension. In fact, that's a deadline for him to do that with anybody. And after that date, July 17th, he would only be able to sign a one-year offer sheet, whether it be from Baltimore or anywhere else for that matter. So yeah, an argument can be made that time is indeed on his side for, you know, the next couple of months as he kind of dangles a carrot of the Ravens to either up the ante of a one-year deal or an extension to get him to come on time early to camp to get going on this offense. All right, still to come here on The Vault, trade rumors and trade proposals are swirling, including with DeAndre Hopkins and, of course, Lamar Jackson. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Sarah, we're less than a week away from the 2023 NFL draft, which means that rumors and reports are going to start flying. And honestly, they've already begun. So I know you got a couple updates ready to roll. So let's begin with the latest on Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, sure thing. So, Bobby, as we know, because we've played his quotes, it is Adam Pacman Jones who is fueling the D Hop to Ravens rumor mill by saying there's a quote, strong possibility that it happens but uh our girl Josina she poured a little bit of cold water on the idea uh, I do know uh, per my understanding that L Lamar did you know express a desire for the team to reach out to OBJ and D-Hop though there was no you know uh, ultimatums or anything like that uh, my understanding is that the inclination right now is not that they are uh not trying to uh you know pursue deandre hopkins at this time particularly at that you know contractual uh level that he is at but all right so what i take from that is in a way Josina is validating michael lombardi's report and we've played that here before too the report that lamar requested that the front office reach out to both obj and hopkins but Lombardi did make it seem a bit more like an ultimatum, maybe not totally, but it was basically, hey, go get those guys, these wide receivers, and then we can talk. That was how Lombardi kind of phrased it. But here, Josina is posing it more like Lamar expressed a desire that the Ravens front office go out and try to get those two guys or one of them. So, you know, maybe, maybe uh, either way, it sounds like it did start with Lamar. 
but obviously she also downplayed the Ravens' interest in DeAndre Hopkins, and she insinuated that he's just too expensive with his current contract. Bobby, we've noted before that he'd be basically a $20 million cap hit with his current contract if it was just a trade continuing that contract. So could the Ravens make that work? Sure. We reviewed how in yesterday's episode, that was on Thursday morning, but a brand new deal with DeAndre or Arizona taking on some of that money, some of that cap hit, would be a way better way to go. Okay, let's move to some other trade and draft talk around the league. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter said on SportsCenter Thursday that the Houston Texans may not actually select a quarterback with the number two overall pick, which is pretty wild to think. He said that there's increasing speculation that they'll, quote, go with the highest-rated defensive player on their board in this draft. The thinking around the league is they don't seem particularly sold on going quarterback at two, close quote. Wow. Yeah, that is a big wow. I That's pretty interesting when they need a quarterback and they're number two. So I don't know, though, Bobby. It is hard to know what to believe this time type of year. I'm not sure I'm totally sold on this. That being said, after Adam's report on the Texans came out, his colleague ESPN's Bill Barnwell, well, he, this news got his wheels turning And he proposed, this is not some sort of report, nothing out there, but he proposed a completely made-up trade. And, of course, it had to do with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So Bill proposed that Baltimore send Lamar Jackson and their number 22 overall selection to Houston. And then in return, the Texans would give up their number two overall pick, their number 73 pick from the third round, and then a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick. Here's Bill. It makes sense for both parties, Matt, because each side gets what they need, not just next year, but for the years to come as well. If you're the Ravens, you get an immediate replacement for Lamar Jackson in the draft. Now you have a player who you can build around for the next three or four years, and you can bring back Odell Beckham on a $15, $16 million a year deal in the years to come because your quarterback is going to be making way less than market value. And if you're the Texans and you've had three years of misery and anonymity and irrelevance. You're drawing a line underneath the mess of the last three years and saying, hey, we have a franchise guy who's going to make us better not only in the years to come, but we can be good right now in a wide-open AFC South. There are possibly even division title contenders if they get Lamar Jackson before this draft takes off. And they still have two second round, uh, still two first round picks in the process. So they can still add pieces around Lamar Jackson here in the draft. Bobby, it's a good thing that this is a completely made up scenario because I don't love it. I don't love the idea at all. I mean, it would be nice to start over financially if you're only thinking of it from that perspective with a rookie quarterback, but only if you really believe in one of the top guys and you've got a proven MVP here, but I I hate this idea because the Ravens only get to move up 20 spots and then get an extra third rounder for Lamar Jackson. No, that's not enough compensation for me. Not to mention the only way a deal like this is going to get done in a single week between Lamar and the Texans is if they've already started negotiating a new deal because Bobby, we've been at this for years. Negotiations move slow with Lamar unless you give him exactly what he wants, which reportedly is a Deshaun Watson 
type deal of fully guaranteed money. Again, that was what Josina Anderson told us on this show. So otherwise it wouldn't move quickly enough for it to get done by next week. And in the end, here's the thing. This is the bottom line. I still think the Ravens are showing that they are all in this season on a potential Super Bowl run. And they haven't given up on the vision of Lamar leading that charge while throwing to OBJ. All right, Bobby, M&T Bank Stadium found itself in the news Thursday. So catch us up to speed on what's going on at the bank. Yeah, Sarah, M&T Bank and the Ravens have reached an agreement to extend their strategic partnership for another 10 years beyond the current contract, which was set to expire after the 2027 season. So this now means the Ravens will continue playing home games in downtown Baltimore through the 2037 season. So how about that? Yeah, well, Bobby, if you're into streaks, which, you know, we are because we're a sports program here, this contract extension keeps one of the longest-running stadium naming rights deals in all of the NFL going for the foreseeable future. It is only Tampa Bay's Raymond James Stadium, Washington's FedEx Field, Detroit's Ford Field, and then New England's Gillette Stadium. Only those ones have maintained their relationships longer than here in Baltimore. Yeah, and team owner Steve Bashotti weighed in with a written statement that read as follows, quote, it was clear from the beginning that this wouldn't be a short-term partnership. Their commitment is so much deeper than the name on a stadium. They have impacted countless individuals and organizations with exceptional compassion, and I couldn't be happier with our relationship. We take great pride in our collaboration with M&T Bank because our efforts are built on mutual respect and a meaningful connection to the community, close quote. We should also mention, too, that the team plans to make some major upgrades to the stadium as well. The renovations include a new parking garage, new suites, and new plazas on the north and south sides of the stadium. So all of that is to look forward to in the coming months. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with one more note from the interview with Calais Campbell. Now, he said that quarterback Aaron Rodgers reached out to him via text message and tried to lure him to the Jets so that the two could win a Super Bowl together. Now, as we know, Campbell ended up choosing the Atlanta Falcons instead because he said that he got a, quote, special feeling about them. In other news, John Harbaugh spoke to the Johns Hopkins men's lacrosse team just a couple days before their season finale and 125th meeting against the Maryland Terps. And finally, Penn State safety Jair Brown had a top 30 visit with the Ravens. Brown recorded 147 tackles, 18 pass breakups, and 10 interceptions during the 2021 and 2022. 22 seasons thanks for listening to the morning vault we created our show to keep you plugged into all things ravens if you've been enjoying our content please consider joining one of our membership platforms by visiting patreon.com forward slash ravens vault podcast as you probably know by now we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation and with your membership support You'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons, Chris Gagnon and Jaron Fonville. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. 
You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but be sure to mark your calendars on Thursday, April 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will be live streaming across all our social platforms to cover opening night of the 2023 NFL Draft from a Ravens perspective. 